Salutations, dear listeners. This is Boneyards and Boojums, an 1879 RPG actual play podcast. Chapter 4 The Bone Lord and the Bearded Lady. Uh, but you fail to notice uh, because of that sound uh, another individual behind you who is dressed all in robes and covered in bones um, as adornments and skulls um, who is going to reach out at you uh, to six hit your mystic defense I'm guessing not uh, it's right. hold on uh, what's my mystic defense nope it's seven Woo. <laughs> just barely uh you see him reach out with a staff um that kind of glows with a weird green energy at first and um you think he was trying to do something to you but nope didn't happen this is a elf uh you think uh but the robes are kind of hiding all the, the all of his figure basically um you're actually not sure a man or a woman actually in that case but um yeah uh who is next on the round uh, that is it for that. Oh no, wait, Jacoby. Mm-hmm. You, uh, yeah, what does Amos do when he sees that? Uh, I will s- take a step back and put some distance so that I don't get shot. <laughs> okay. And do I notice this newcomer? You might not, depending on Amos's reaction. Yeah, I'm just gonna like be like, oh, and then I'll step backwards a few bunch of steps and put some distance okay. so that I can. Into the room or into the hallway? No, into the room. Okay. All right, right, Jacoby. We have that uh, one still working, correct? Nope. Uh, Nope. They're on the ground. They've been let go. And uh, yeah, you almost just backed up from something in the hallway into the room. Okay. Um, Seeing him back up, I'm going to, you know, raise my rifle, go, what's wrong? More of them? In the hall. And I'm going to peek out and see what I can see. All right. Roll awareness. Okay. Okay, eight. Yeah, so pretty much the same description. Um, there is an individual in, we'll say, really fairly dark, mysterious robes, uh, but a lot of bones adorning uh, this individual. I think Earth on Nether Mazur kind of thing look, but um, mm-hmm. tall elf uh, has a staff glowing with a bit of energy, green energy, and um, yeah, probably creeps the heck out of Jacoby. Yeah, Earth Dawn Nethermancer, don't like that, so gonna shoot him. <laughs> okay. Roll your shot. I'm no. just gonna miss, and that's gonna be a wide shot. Uh, thankfully, there's no one else to hit. All right. You got one more chance, Jacoby. Well, you're at the top <laughs> I was gonna round. say, well, alrighty then. Let's try this again, shall we? Nine. Okay. Yeah, let's see. That's right. He's got different stats than the others. That is just enough to barely hit. Roll your damage. Which this is what a shotgun? Mm-hmm. The right a repeating rifle, so it's a repeating. damage nine. Okay. All right. Yeah. Describe your blast there. I think that's going to be uh, not a wound, but it's certainly going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, probably aiming for center mass because that's the largest target. Um, although a gut shot might not. A, you know, a gut shot's too mean. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, well. 
it would also give him a ch it would also give us a chance to you know capture him so yeah center mass i just go for a, a gut shot about as non-lethal as i can get okay yeah, yeah and yeah, just you, damage and... you know you yeah, are one he... weird mother crack <laughs> and he doesn't fall over or anything um next up the marionettes are no longer there but on trafini you're tied with what i'm labeling as tbl this this guy Already. What so are you has, doing? Uh, has he come into sight of the doorway yet? I think this is the time that he does. Okay, so I can actually see him now. Yes. Um, just check he got nothing terribly useful right this second. You know what, actually? I'm gonna read thoughts again on okay. this one, this mode. <laughs> okay. Just to see. So that is a step nine, and I can that. Ten. Okay, ten. That's mystic. Mystic. All right, that will hit. That's okay. a single success. Okay. Uh, most recent thought. Um, hmm, interesting. So, most recent thought for this individual would be yeah. There's an obsession with the orb, certainly. Um, somehow, uh, I think you instinctively know that he was somehow able to detect that it was nearby and in this place. Okay. And th which room it's even in. And um, I think from those thoughts, you can gather that uh, um, he was able to basically just take control of the guards. Like, this isn't even the typical marionette of a construct. This was, yeah. this is something else where he's just controlling bodies. But he has to, he has to fully control um, everything when that happens. So, had to concentrate to control them all uh, at the same time and all that. And okay. uh, yeah, you felt them pretty good, so. Okay. And I'm just going to stay where I am tucked in hiding. Okay. Not going to do anything. Okay. Well, I don't think I can shoot at the same, as well, because I already ha I have to stop. Nope, that's an action. Yep. That. Yeah. So. Oh, right, right, right. Because you read thoughts. Yep. Okay. Yep. So she's going to stay where she is. And she is certainly not pulling the orb out or making any move to touch her pouch, like very pointedly not doing any of that stuff. She's yep. like holding the card. She actually glances down at the tarot card and focuses on it and its meaning just okay. in bits. All right. And that's the tarot card you got before? Yeah. Just the the nine of swords in Vergant. Like right. she's basically yes. focusing on that just in case it tries to read her thoughts too. So she's focusing on not on the orb, but on the tarot card, on the meaning of the tarot card, on the reading of it. All right. I'll have everyone roll willpower now. Seven. Okay. Nope. Just a straight. Oh no! Woo! <laughs> oh no! Stop your shenaniganry. Oh. Oh good. Mm-hmm. So well, at least that's six. At least one of us. Okay. All right. So, uh, Amos, uh, you uh, are starting to feel real, real weird, and you basically pass out. Uh, Madame Trafini, you're staring at your card, and you're beginning to feel a really wobbly sensation. Reminds you of when you first traveled into the future. Okay. Um, as a blinding light is beginning to come out of uh, your bag where the orb is, uh, at least from your perspective, maybe <laughs> not from the our Oyer's perspective or anyone else's and as you see that happening actually no you yeah you're low willpower so you're pretty much passing out during this yeah I, I'm I'm very fuzzy during this yeah 
Jacob E., as you were taking... You have to stay awake this time. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob E., as you were staring out um, at this uh, individual, um, and he he says um, something to you that you do not recognize at all um, yourself, but feels familiar and you have no idea why. Um, It's like you recognize what was said, but just can't place it at all. You don't know what it is. And as he says that, you notice two things. One, that uh, the voice is pretty much the same voice you heard coming out of the marionettes. So creepy heels that he was able to kind of talk through them. And second of all, you see Oyer charge to knock this guy down. (laughs) That's the last thing you see uh, when you wake up in the cave. And... um, That's the Thunder Lizard Man. Yep. Did Madame Trefini leave Mrs. Cross a note, maybe, about where oh, they're going? She absolutely going? would have left uh, a note for for Mrs. Cross, as she is one of her good friends, yep. so that should she become f- available, she would know where they were and where they had headed, and a vague sort of a vague load, rough sort of lowdown of what they're doing. Looking into mm-hmm. some occult business in a cave this way, you know, over here, left like just the actual name and everything. Yeah, there was a name of a tavern. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but I think someone probably has it written down somewhere here. Uh, was it the tortoise something or something like that? Yeah. For where speedy tortoise. The speedy, speedy tortoise. T- I don't think it was that, but yeah. <laughs> I don't think I wrote it down, but it's probably way scrolled yeah. back in the dice roll, roll channel. But yeah, so this we'll say the speedy tortoise. I don't think that's it, but... <laughs> You've got the name of a place in uh, Chiselham, I believe we are in. Chislehurst. Chislehurst. That I remember for some reason. Directions to Chislehurst. There's a particular tavern there um, that they were staying at. And um, yeah, they were supposed to be back uh, two days ago. It's almost New Year's Eve and no one's come back or contacted you, uh, Mrs. Cross. Uh, and I believe maybe you would have gone looking for them. Yeah, so uh, Mrs. Cross would have been uh, finishing up a much less esoteric investigation um, and sort of, you know, wrapping things up. I ex- kind of expected to uh, meet the, uh, the gang for some drinks, uh, celebrate the uh, New Year. So head down to wherever uh, this, uh, this, you said, the speedy... Some- Tortoise speedy tortoise. Speedy tortoise. Oh, speedy yeah. tortoise. It's a retcon. Yeah. <laughs> Done now. It's yep. an alternative universe they've created through their time travel that now it's the speedy tortoise instead of whatever it was named before. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all forgot to write it down. Perfect. And travel's um, weird that way. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's where they were staying, but um, you actually are able to talk to the uh, well, the tavern master and keeper. They said, oh yeah, they left their stuff here, but they never came back uh, about three nights, four nights ago, I think it was. I got it all in storage. In storage? Well, yeah, for what, if and when they come what back. What did they leave behind? Well, I don't know, amenities for staying overnight. I mean, they didn't take their luggage with them wherever they had gone off to. All right, so I'm going to flip over... Uh, Madame Trapini's note and see if there's a little more information. Um, yeah. It'll have, like, sort of the cave, they're going to a cave. They're investigating a local, sort of, a local, uh, I believe it was an old mine. Yep, old mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Old, old quarry. Old yeah, quarry. old quarry. And 
assuming I would assume you'd probably follow that lead. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And um, who was it that left a breadcrumb, a literal breadcrumb trail? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yep. That cowboy. Yeah. So I would say you get there. You have to follow this kind of old road that uh, goes through some, you know, area that's been abandoned. It's somewhat regrown a little bit. The road's a little rough, more of a trail now. You probably wouldn't get a wagon through anymore, but it works. Um, and there's some caves there with graffiti and there's, you know, a couple different directions you could go, but you can see some obvious literal breadcrumbs on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so if you'd like to follow that. Sort of follow that. Mm-hmm. Curse the little rat that's chewing on, uh, on a breadcrumb and try to kick it out of the way as I go through. Yeah, there's probably think, a feeling like that. I think I need that. Yeah. yeah, you um, you have to travel for about five, ten minutes through the cave here. It's a little creepy, but maybe you came prepared. I'm guessing maybe a torch. Yeah. Some kind. And uh, you reach this fairly large hall uh, inside the, like a large cavern section. And it's dark in here, but you're noticing that there's actually a like weirdly glowing section in the middle of this. It's like uh, kind of lighting up the room, but it's kind of a void space that uh, everything there is black, but everything else around is in kind of very dim lighting. Creepy. Uh, are there, take a look at. Yeah. Are there footprints near, near the void? Yeah. You see, I think it's some chalk dust because these are used to be chalk mines at one point. Um, there is obvious footprints that do match um, kind of an orc, a dwarf, a human uh, leading into this void space. And does the void, does it have any sensation? Does it feel warm or cold or The air is vibrating any? around you um, and it's yeah pretty disturbing that way. I think there is a bit of heat being given off. I don't think Mrs. Cross would have ever visited the rabbit hole, would she? No, no, she's not that cool. No, so <laughs> it, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, Only so you the speedy tourist. Yeah, you wouldn't know if it's giving off those kinds of vibes. But uh, maybe I'll have you rolled an awareness on that. Yes. Perception um, is seven. Awareness. Ooh, I do have awesome. And nothing. Oh, yeah. Good old nine. So you notice the air is starting to vibrate a bit more suddenly. Oh, I've maybe stepped back from the globing weirdness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's starting to turn from a void area into a brightly lit area. And then kind of explodes in light. Um, maybe roll the willpower to see what whether you can control your reaction or not to this. Yeah, we're going to have to cover our eyes, I'm sure. And six. Oh, right. Yeah, so what does Mrs. Cross try to do, at least? You know, put the one hand over her eyes to shield from the sudden brightness, because it was awfully dim a moment ago, and uh, and skitter backwards as quickly as possible. Okay. As you do that, um, you notice that there are um, three figures in front of you um, as the light subsides, and... Uh, you can easily recognize uh, Madame Trefini, who seems to be passed out on the ground. And, oh uh, my! Amos is. Um, I was going to say he probably. Amos passed out. Trefini was getting wobbly. Amos yeah. passed out, but he actually falls from midair. He doesn't land on the ground, so he actually 
uh, lands with a bit of a thud. Not going to take any damage, but it hurts. And Jacoby, you're going to have one heck of a headache because you have stayed awake during this thing. <laughs> and um, actually, um, I'm going to take care of uh, take control of your character again, Jacoby. Okay. Um. So, Mrs. Cross, you notice that Jacoby is standing up, um, and the other two are knocked out. And he looks around and says, "Ah, not this again." Glenda, are you there? Glenda, you hear him calling out, and the accent's wrong. It doesn't sound like Jacoby. Jacoby, where, 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 where were you? And sort of moving forward to inspect uh, the other two. He looks at you and squints. And uh, I want Eric. Can you roll a um, willpower? We roll. Uh, sure we'll see whether you get more out of what's going on here. Well, on you, pain in the. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I'd say that's pretty good. Um, yeah, uh, Eric Jacoby uh, kind of wakes up and is standing up, and Mrs. Cross is looking at you, and as if she just asked you a question and you didn't say anything. Mrs. Cross, what y'all doing here? Well, where on earth did you come from? Would you give me a hand here? Uh, oh, what's yeah. wrong with poor Amos? And uh, can I get Amos to roll at step four? They uh, four. All right. Seems that Ooh. they got knocked out when the uh, Ooh, okay. pretty little so, bobble. Oh, I'm going to delay the uh, effects of this, but you've had something happen to you, Amos. You're going to lose a skill, but you're going to gain oh. a spell. Oh, oh dear. Oh, oh my! So I used um, a roll from the portal effects table, and Amos is going to be. We'll figure out what later, but he's going to. He's not going to know this right now. Okay, uh, so I lost a skill and gained a spell. That's awesome. Yep, <laughs> Amos doesn't know it yet, but uh, we'll figure out what that is uh, from the portal <laughs> effects table. And uh, speaking of portal effects, um, Pam, do you want a portal effect? Sure. Do you want the one that you were thinking of? Sure. And I'm going to get Jacoby yeah. and uh, Mrs. Cross to roll an awareness. Okie dokie. Probably notice something. <laughs> Eight. Good. Awareness. Why won't you let me down? No, it's. There we go. That's a little... oh, Whatever. You still got it rolled. Okay. Eight and that. ten. All right, Jacoby, for you. Yes. You hear a familiar kind of crackling sound. It's similar, but not the same. Uh, coming from Madame Trefini, you hear a crack of bones. Um. And it reminds you of the crackle you just heard before, and it's. Ugh. So I'm going to raise my rifle and realize it's coming from Drafini, and then lower yeah. my rifle. Mrs. Cross, you you hear some cracking sounds, like someone just really, really cracked their knuckles really loud, coming from where Madame Drafini is laying down. Jacoby, is everything quite all right? Uh, Jacoby, Madame Drafini looks disfigured. Mrs. Cross, there's a bit of a story involving that uh, bobble that uh, Madame Trefini might have told you about that we got uh, back during the Yuletide times. Uh, we just took a funny little jaunt about a hundred years hence, um, found out some rather unsavory things, and but was are you quite back. all right? Look at this poor woman. I was getting to that. Uh, Jacoby, she looks like a dwarf now. 
there's a dwarf where Madame Trafini was. Mm-hmm. In her clothes. In her clothes. Right. Clutching a tarot card and her gun. He's going to look at Miss Cross and go, Well, looks like we came up a bit short in this adventure. Oh my. What's Mrs. Cross's reaction? Dear boy, is this really the time for levity? I just heard her whole body crack. To be completely honest, ma'am, that's looking glass fever for you. And he points to himself. Uh, Madame Trophini takes half her death rating in damage. Okay. And two wounds. Is it rounded up or down? Uh, we'll go down. Okay. Be generous. Well, thank you. <laughs> She's going to be sore. She likely ain't going to be happy at her new lot in life. But she will survive. If yeah. there's one thing I know about Mrs. Uh, Madame Trafini is that she's a tenacious beast, and she will pull through. That's a, I'm also probably waking up to this at this point. I don't think that beast would be the right term. Give me a hand up, Jacoby. Right. Oh, I don't reach and my hand grabs, out. Grabs his arm, pull, pulls Amos to his feet, um, yeah, and motions to the... Well, after we get Amos to his feet, I think Jacoby's going to um, um, bend down and pick Madame Drafini up. I suspect at that point, her hands would let go of the gun and thing, because, you know, she's unconscious. Can't actually hold them. So the, a single tarot card and her gun fall. Yeah. Oh, I. That was unexpected. Um, are you at your unconscious rating, or are you just kind of more... Yeah, she's still just sort of out of it. Yeah. <laughs> After think... having been through that and then taking all that damage at once. I'm yeah. not quite there. I've still got 11 points. Or wait, no, I've got four points. Four points, so you're not feeling very good, but I think at this point you are starting to wake up a bit, and um, you notice that you're able to see a lot better um, in this space than last time you were here. It's almost like someone turned a light on in here. You might even wonder if you're in the future still, because it's too bright in here. Yeah. She also has quite the lustrous, like, black, dark, you know, nice black beard that matches her hair. Just for the record. Oh, you go with the bearded lady thing. Okay. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to have a beard, bitches. Right. <laughs> I'm going the full thing. Oh, Madam, uh, she just starts to blink ever so slowly. Oh, did we not go home? <laughs> oh, I think. <laughs> she just kind of just holds her out at arm's length and goes, Oh, Jacoby, put me uh, down. <laughs> That's a little smart. You, you, well, y'all I gonna need a mirror. <laughs> I'm <be> down. <laughs> and he he sets her down. It's like mm. she just kind of stares at him, looks down as if like, "Am I sitting? Are you?" No, ma'am, you are not. Did you put me down on much lower ground? <laughs> now, why would I do a fool thing like that? I ain't one to make jokes. Uh, I will actually pull my hand Wait, mirror what? and <laughs> hand it to her. What? Well, oh. Just hands it back with an oh. <laughs> well, this was unexpected. Um, welcome That's to one the. Way to put it. Welcome to the new world. Your firearm. Thank you. <laughs> and your card. Here you are. Hey, thank you. Tucks things away. I feel that we're going to I have to go shopping. Yeah, they don't quite. They're a little tight in places. A little long. Yeah, your clothes probably aren't fitting terribly well, and 
No. Also, yeah, you're probably going to have a hard time walking, I think. I think yeah. these wounds are going to be your legs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you will need help. Might I assist, madam? Thank you. Thank you, Alice. He'll just kind of, like, scoop her up in oh. the uh, in the carry, the fireman's <laughs> carry, and just, like, doop-doo. <clears throat> oh, what things does are Mrs. Wrong. Cross think of all of this? Uh, head spinning a little bit, but try, you know, now that trying, Madame Trafini's talking, you know, a little less worried. Trying to keep up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, help out where she can. She's like undoing uh, her belt and loosening it a little. It was a I think it's now. a right thing to say that we might all need a, uh, a few rounds of something stout, uh, strong, something strong after ah. this. Ah. That was a bad one. <laughs> I might need to find a tailor. I look terrible. And Mrs. Mrs. Cross, I need you my know brush. the tavern they were staying in is having a New Year's bash tonight. Yep. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, your 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 wares are still at the um, the tortoise. Uh, tortoise. Uh, Excellent. If, if you don't feel too poorly, you have made it back in time for celebrations. So, oh. is there anything <laughs> pressing? Not this moment. We've got a couple years. Oh, good. A couple years. I think I'd like to find a tailor to get something decent on me that isn't ripped in places. Um, and that strong drink and my brush. Fair enough, madam. I feel I'm a little, um, unkempt. <laughs> she, like, touches the beard on her face. You're, um, it's, it's gonna take a while to get used to. I'll need. She kind of looks at Amos. I'll need some tips on maintenance. Fair enough. I'll, I'm more than happy to help. Thank you. I think also Madame Trefini would know that um, it's even though it's uh, it's part of folklore that dwarves could have bearded ladies. It's actually pretty uncommon. So you've <laughs> I don't know whether you like this or don't like this. Well, she just kind of smiles ever so slightly in the beard as she touches it. Well, I never was one for conformity. <laughs> Quite right. I can take my acting to all new levels if I need to. Oh my! Uh, I forgot to ask uh, Jacoby. Can you roll a, a step four? A step four? Yeah. Let's see right. if there's any effects for you. I won't pick anything that'll okay. be immediate because we've obviously passed that. But we <laughs> I'll pick something. Right, right, right. Depending okay. on your roll. All right. We'll be out of here. Okay. Interesting. Alright, so just note this down for your character. Um, your okay. sense of smell, you get plus two steps Ooh. to perception with it from here on. Um, but for the But for the next month, you're negative uh-huh. two steps for all other perception tests that don't involve smell until the month oh, is dear. over. Then when the month is over, you still get the plus two for smell, but the rest is fine. Yeah. So plus two... Plus two to smell, negative two, all of our senses. And basically, while your other senses are adjusting uh, to your overwhelming sense of smell now, uh, they, they'll, they're they at negative two while, uh, until you adjust, basically, from that. And, uh, yeah, plan to hit the uh, tavern for a little yeah. bit of a party? Yeah, Back for drinks. <laughs> I'm assuming Madame Trafiti is able to find somebody who can help her with clothing. Yeah, um, it, I, I do have maybe, some spares. Yeah, you could probably fit she glares at She glares and gives Amos this look. To be fair, ma'am, it is the holidays. Ain't nobody open for nothing, so... 
At least y'all know it'll fit. I do have a fine white uh, dress shirt. It should look at least appropriate. It'll at least fit. Quite right. Very well. I'm sure I could jerry-rig a skirt of some sort. (laughs) Curious, would Mrs. Cross ask Jacoby about what he said when he came out of the... uh, Oh, yeah, light. she's very much oh, into God. the whole interrogation of Jacoby at the moment, since he seems to know <laughs> what's up and no, was it most conscious at the time. Mm-hmm. So, so let's go back there. Um, uh, not this again, her. Glenda. Who yeah, is Glenda? Madam Tribune's going to kind of glance back. Glenda? Where did you hear that name? Your uh, cowboys uh, begin it. Linda. Really? Again? <laughs> we said on our way through the first time. Remember, Amos? Uh, yes. I'm wondering who this Glenda is. <laughs> well, I'd Jacobi, like to know too, because I have no idea. Who... Mm-hmm. I have no idea what y'all are talking about. I ain't met no Glenda before. I see. And this is how I talk. From what y'all are saying, wasn't even my voice. It was not your accent. I believe that's uh, something for another day. Has Madame Trevifini looked at him in astral space again? Uh, She probably will at this point. I'll assume that you've healed up a little bit, and so you don't strain yourself to unconsciousness. Let me just check here. I've got four hit points left. I can do an astral science as I'm being carried carefully. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, nine's good enough. You can look. Um, yeah, his pattern looks different than others. You're probably not well versed in yet um, no. how astral sight works, what people should look like, uh, but you know that he doesn't look bright. Is a little brighter, a little more textured. Um, there's almost more to him than others. Look a little. She just kind of like waves a hand. Moreish. No, I'm a look like a snark. <sighs> she points to her eye, to her glowing eyes. Moorish. Oh, mo- not okay. Not the race of man, and not boorish. Although you are. <laughs> and she just well, Trafini can do exorcisms. You know, uh, just because I have a sense of humor, don't mean you got to be short with me, Madame Trafini. <clears throat> Amos dear, could you carry me a little closer to him, please? <laughs> Fair enough. And, and I, I, I will and go she, beside. <laughs> she punches Jacoby's arm. In a very unladylike way. And yeah, Jacoby, this probably hurts. The pain. (laughs) She's a little stronger than she used to be. She's a lot stronger than she was. That's fair. He's going to try and not show it. (laughs) Just to mess with her. It's like, ow, the pain. Y'all wounded me greatly. (laughs) Okay. And I think you are able to travel to the uh, tavern and get set up and everything. And have a bunch of drinks for the night. Um, okay. I think, and um, plan to discuss what happened another time. Agreed. And just drink now. Oh yeah, mm. there's going to be Much lots drinking. of drinking. Oh yeah. yeah. I think we'll end there. Fair enough. So much drinking. So much drinking. Early the next morning, before leaving his room, Jacoby sits at a small desk with a small window in front, overlooking the street. 
The people of Chislehurst are out early today. It is now 1880. As Jacoby stares out the window, though, something changes. The snark frantically looks around, assessing the room and the people outside. His eyes focus on a mail carrier approaching the tavern. He fumbles with the small drawer of the desk, something that was not designed for snark hands. He finds what he was seeking, paper and an envelope. Upon the desk is a rather new stylographic pen with plenty of ink remaining. He writes, 1st January 1880, addressed to Johnny Kitsap of the Suquamish Nation in the territory of Washington. Johnny, you've got to get me out of here. It's been years, I think. I'm not sure. Time don't pass right, and none of this is right at all. Glenda will not respond. The LOD mission has messed things up. I'm attaching an address for a medium residing in London. My host currently frequents there. Signed, Dogwood. The snark quickly folds up the paper into the envelope and searches for some coin, then opens the small window and yells out for the letter carrier, gets his attention, throws the envelope and several shillings at him. The carrier waves back, mildly annoyed at first at the request, but less so once he realizes that he can keep some of the shillings as gratuity. The snark closes the window, sits back down, and Jacoby awakes again, still staring out the window overlooking the street. It's New Year's Day, 1880. Salutations and valedictions for the Boneyards and Boojums project are narrated by Kenneth Eckel of PRRP. For Creative Commons music credits, please see episode notes. Right, I don't think I can do a very good British accent, but I will try my best. Um, let me know, you know, I'll re-record it however you want, so, okay. Salutations, dear listeners. Listen, uh, my default is going into a Australasian accent, so this is the problem here. Back channels, back channels, back channels, back channels, back channels, channels, channels. The Bone Lord and the Bearded, 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 maybe it's this London, Bearded, 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 Bearded Lady, Bearded. Chapter 4, The Bone Lord and the Bearded Lady. Salutations and valedictions for the Boneyards and Boojums Project on... Salutations and valedictions for the Boneyards and Boojums Project are narrated and... Nar- nar- narrated. Salutations and valedictions for the Boneyards and Boojums project are narrated by Kenneth Eckel of PRRP. Okay, sorry, my accent is bad.